We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Married for New Life podcast. If so, you know what to do. Review and rate and definitely do leave a comment. We'd love to hear all of your takeaways. Also, if you don't know, we are planning our very first Married for Newer live event. It's going to be amazing. Go ahead and get on the VIP waitlist over at www.marriedpreneurmap.com forward slash waitlist. We'll see you on the other side. Hey everyone, this is O.L. Buckley. And this is Sway. Of MarriedPreneurLife.com. This is where we help high-achieving married entrepreneurs who want to get more clarity, generate more income, and of course, leave a lasting impact. Yes, we are legacy builders and we are super excited to have you all joining us here today. And we have some amazing guests. I'm super excited for them to be able to share your story. If this their story with you all, if this is you all's first time listening and joining us with uh, on the Marriedpreneur Life podcast, Welcome, 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 and you are in for an amazing ride today. Touching every day today. Today, 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 today. No, no, just one time. Just All right. One time. So, okay. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and jump in. Let me tell you who we have with us. Yes, please do. We have Gerald you. and Patrice Washington, and the crowd goes loud. I wish you could see my hands clapping, but not really. It's, it's loud here in the studio. <laughs> it's loud. I can barely hear myself. <laughs> okay. Well, let me tell you. Look, do you want to go first? Please. about... Yeah, yes. So let me introduce you to Mr. Washington, Gerald Washington, with the long-standing history of taking brands and businesses to the next level of success. Gerald's leadership, innovation, and business acumen leave only two words to describe him, and that is empire builder. What? Today, he's building a family empire that includes several multi-unit real estate holdings, transportation company, brand, man- brand management division, and now transformation, excuse me, transformation arm via his speaking, coaching programs, and new book, Don't Just Start a Business, Build an Empire. He also serves as president and partner of Lion Capital Investments, which is a California-based investment firm where they tackle residential and commercial real estate. With so many accolades to his name, uh, prior to this role, he was the partner and president of Steve Harvey World Group, partner and president where he uh, helped to build out that network, and he also helped to secure major partner endorsement deals with household names such as T-Mobile, Ford, State Farm, ABC, NBC, Fox, and BET, just to name a few. He then later led to launch his new business ventures, and now he is building an amazing empire, he and his wife. Yes, and now let me tell you a little bit a bit about the amazing Patrice Washington. She and I got to um, hang out together in Mexico, of all places, and it's been amazing since that. It was great. We have a mutual friend, um, Marshawn Evans Daniels, and um, we went out there to celebrate her birthday, and so we met there. But I'm going to share with you all who have not heard of Patrice just a little bit about her. She is an award-winning author, transformational speaker hope restoring coach and media personality. She is committed to redefining the term wealth for our generation. Now, Patrice also, she got her start as your favorite personal finance coach, finance expert, America's money maven, having tremendous success with her mindset approach to personal finance. She's um, a licensed real estate professional by her sophomore year in college. Patrice, I didn't even know that when I read that. I was like, wow. wow." Um, and, And she's also a real estate and mortgage broker was started being becoming one at the age of 21 years old. So Patrice then took her boutique brokerage from her dining room of 700 square feet condo to a seven figure real estate empire by just by the age of 25. And after losing her fortune in the great recession, she dedicated her life to not just rebuilding and reinventing her own life, 
but helping the masses move from debt management to money mastery. Um, she has since expanded her brand and mission, encouraging women to chase purpose, not money. Now, every single week, millions of listeners have tuned into her weekly segment, Redefining Wealth with Patrice Washington, as part of a top-rated and nationally syndicated radio show, Patrice's podcast, The Redefining Wealth Podcast with Patrice Washington, which takes a deeper dive into her radio segment content. It launched in 2017 with overwhelming success. Her popular podcast was recently featured on Forbes.com as one of the 15 inspiring podcasts for professionals of every single stripe. So I want to welcome Gerald and Patrice Washington to the Maricanure Life podcast. Thank you all so, so much. So excited to have you on here. You made him sound so good. I might have to marry him again. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for coming on and just sharing your story. I think it's so important for other, especially married entrepreneurs to hear the background. Um, I mean, it's so easy to see like the, the outcome of all of the hard work that's been done behind the scenes over the years. But it's really, I think it's so powerful to hear what it has taken to actually get to this place. And then where do you go from here? Like what, what is the focus and how do you continue building? And then like the behind the scenes things is like how you all are doing it together and those ups and downs and um, the things that I feel like will really make a huge difference in the impact of an impact in the lives of other married entrepreneurs who are building. So we're gonna just dive right into the conversation. That's okay with you all. Sure. Absolutely. So um, we'll start with marriage. Let's just ask some, talk about some very practical things when it comes to marriage. Let's do it. You want me to go? Yes. Okay, so when it comes to marriage. Um, now, first of all, how long have you guys been married? Almost 12 years. Congratulations. Next month. Oh, happy anniversary. Oh, y'all have December weddings. Oh, yeah. December. Okay. Nice. Awesome. Happy anniversary. So almost 12 years. Almost 12 years. And there's a story behind why it's December. Because in my mind, I would have a May wedding. Okay. So we were in premarital counseling for a long time. And he basically said at one point, what did you tell our, our counselor? Do how do you never remember the story? Well, then we need to go ahead and do that. You no, yeah. You, he was like, "I'm not going to go another year not married." Oh right. So she looked at the calendar, and the next available date at church was December 29th. And wow. Let's go. And it was like seven <laughs> days, eight days later, and even my mom thought that I was joking, so she didn't come. <laughs> wow. And so when we had a a big wedding <laughs> next year. To this day, people are still like, but no, you got married in 2008. I'm like, no, actually, we <laughs> came to a wedding in 2008. I got married in 2007. So that's always like the kind of like, yeah, that we're not going to go another, um, I'm not going into the next year not married. Oh, wow. That's an amazing story. I know you guys have Good tons time. of amazing stories. So let me ask this then about, um, just about marriage and how you all are really moving forward and, and growing together. Um, and what you're learning on this journey, because I feel like, you know, we can all learn so much from other people's journeys as they're mm -hmm. sharing what to do, what not to do, what to stay away from, what to do more frequently, those types of things. Um, so when it comes to um, to marriage and, and the businesses and, and really uh, making sure that your priorities are in place, what would you say um, are, are, I guess, one of the biggest things that you all would give as far as advice for other married entrepreneurs who are wanting to make sure they are working well together and they may not even work in the same business, but just working as a husband and wife without the businesses 
overtaking the marriage, if that makes sense. No, you got it. Great. So <laughs> I think the first thing is that you have to give each other grace, right? Because, mm -hmm. and as you give each other grace throughout the process, you also have to set boundaries and create a system that your family falls in line with. And then the business comes because if there's a system that you put in place for your family, the business will maneuver itself through that. So whether it's date night or um, our daughter's volleyball game is um, and practice are a major thing for us. Those things are kind of, they're not, they, they, our business can't compete with that because it's not even in the same lane. Um, and understanding those things as a unit first allows our businesses to still flourish and for us to trust each other enough that when we make a decision about having to go out of town or take a meeting or adjust, we've already accounted for those things that are non-negotiables. Mm. So you two determine ahead of time or define what those non-negotiables are, is what you're saying. We, we have, yes. Yeah. So they're, they're definitely non-negotiables. And I think that actually evolves as businesses change, right? So we, we, we try to check in with each other and adjust the non-negotiables or the factors that adjust as my wife's business changes. I transition from one thing to the next in business. You know, those things change. And you give yourself, when I say give yourself grace, is the front end of launching something or starting something is different than when that, that business becomes sustainable. A different responsibility for you as a CEO or the owner on the front end or even on the exit you know, other businesses different than when you're sustaining the, the platform as it grows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think I would add to that just understanding too with that give each other grace, give yourselves grace. He doesn't even drink coffee. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I got thirsty, sorry. <laughs> um, so I think for me with what to add to what Gerald said is that understanding that there are ebbs and flows and that there are just times when you have to negotiate what you need differently. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have gone in and out of seasons of different things. Like he said, um, you know, right now I've been on the road quite a bit and we've been able to kind of switch roles, if you will, and handle that role reversal type of thing. Like, you know, I'm texting in the morning. I may be out of town and saying, oh, my gosh, is Reagan, like, did Reagan make it, our daughter? And he's like, she already, she texted me. She's good. And I'm like, oh, because you're the parent on duty, right? Like, but in my head, I'm so used to being the one that if something doesn't happen, I'm like, it must have not happened. But the truth is he's got it. And, like, accepting that, you know, there are these seasons where we go in and out of certain roles and we offer different support and what it looked like when, you know, nine years ago when Reagan was three years old is not what it looks like now when she's 12 in middle school mm -hmm. and being, being okay with the adjustments that come along the way. Interesting. Now, both of you spoke about change in business. You mentioned ebb and flow. You mentioned changing of seasons and so forth. So how would you say, and I'd like for you all to answer this about each other, how has entrepreneurship or let me say it this way, what has entrepreneurship revealed about your spouse that maybe you didn't realize at first? Oh, that's good. They're thinking, y'all. They're thinking. So for, for me, I've always, <clears throat> excuse me, I've always been the CEO of the businesses that I've been a part of, or the president or some high-level executive in the organizations where I started them or joined them. And as an entrepreneur, that for me has been my makeup. And as my, myself and my wife got into business, she became the, the CEO of this division and that division, but her 
CEO-ship, if that's the right way to say it, <laughs> has, I've seen it evolve over the years. And I've had to transition myself to allow her to be that in this space versus trying to be the only leader in that space, in that respect, right? I mean, mm -hmm. she, she's the smartest woman I know and can run anyone's company and do those things. But because that was my role, I took it on heavily in the beginning of our marriage because that was my position, I thought, right? And as the marriage grew and our friendship grew and I grew as a man and matured, I now begin to see those um, qualifications within her and respect them more that I don't even have to play that role or participate or be that person um, because she is a CEO in her own right. And when she needs my support, if I need hers, because I'm not the best balance when it comes to, um, she taught me how to nurture relationships with people because I didn't have that in me. I was, I was more so, this is what we're going to do and get it done. You know, and she taught me that aspect. So we've been able to balance off each other and have two CEOs, even in one business, um, because we've learned, and we, we stand on friendship. So we stand on friendship. So at the core of our essence is our friendship. Um, and then there's love in our family. So allowing that space and, and to acknowledge it and, and understand it and step away because mm -hmm. as Jay-Z very well put it in, in, in the homecoming video, Beyonce, it's her business, you know, and she is a CEO. That's good. Um, for me, I would say one of the things that entrepreneurship has revealed is that in so many words, like, or, or in few words, like there's multiple ways to skin a cat, if you will, right? Like there's so many different ways to do things. Um, and I've had to learn to give my husband the dignity of his own process. So I, so I am very big on personal development and training and courses and hiring coaches. And I'm like, you know, I am so in that. And he is, his tendency is to learn more just through experience and like trial and error. And I'm like, but we could cut that off with this <laughs> course, right? We, we, you know, we take the training. And so, but he's still effective and gets results. So not coming at it from a place of judgment, like why doesn't he do things the way that I do? Like at the end of the day, we're both impactful. We're both effective and we have to give each other the dignity of our own kind of path. Um, and that is actually a lesson that I've been learning more over the last year and a half or so, because I would look at things through the lens of just do it this way. And that's not his process, right? right? He has a different process and he's wired differently. Like God needs him to experience things in the way that he needs to experience them. And there's a reason that I've had the, you know, um, tests or trials or circumstances that I've been in because that's the way that I needed to learn those lessons and understanding that even as parents, our daughter is going to have to learn her lessons in the way that she needs to. So give her the space and grace mm -hmm. and dignity of her own process. That's good. Yeah. That's wonderful. You ministered in my heart right here. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about roles. So we understand um, as married couples anyway, like there are certain roles that may look different in one marriage um, and another marriage, but when it comes to husband and wife, whatever those roles are for you all, and then it comes to business and then whatever those roles are, how do you all determine, we like to call them wealth roles, just really getting in our vein. Like how do you determine your wealth roles, those roles that are like your superpowers or what needs to get done? Who's going to do it? Um, what do you What do you base those things on? Hmm. 
Well, I guess, I guess we try to lean into what our natural strengths and tendencies and um, likes are, first of all. So um, I don't think it would be a secret that I like lean towards paying the bills, right? Like business-wise or personally, like that is usually more my lane. Um, but when it comes to like negotiating, Gerald is like a master negotiator. I, like I've never seen someone so ice to an Eskimo so fast and, mm -hmm. and sell it at a premium, right? So if there's anything that comes up that's like a negotiation type thing, it's like, I'm not even going to really try. Like, my friend, I'm like, why should I? <laughs> I'm pretty gifted with, you know, um, someone who has that strong suit. So I think we've naturally kind of leaned, you know, towards those things, taking those roles on. But I will say, too, that whenever – whenever we have to do something, we do what we have to do too. Like, like we don't necessarily let things fall because that wasn't my role. Right. You know what I mean? Or, um, you know, even in household roles, like there's no, it's no secret um, to my audience that I'm domestically challenged. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm not a, no, I, I choose not to. Okay recipes for some reason they just don't work out for me um you know but that's the thing where I remember before we got married people were like girl you better learn how to cook how are you gonna keep that man right but he's a phenomenal cook and he enjoys it and he dances around the kitchen and does all this stuff I'm sorry but it makes the food so good like, he's really good at it so I'm so grateful that he never forced that as a role that I had to take on because I was the wife like he embraced the fact that I had other strengths that I could be using that time to really work on or work through. Mm. And he's never made it a challenge. I think if anything, other people have given their opinions about it, but mm. we've never made it a thing, mm. you know, shopping. My daughter, when people were like, oh, you're so cute. Did your mom get that? She's like, my mom. <laughs> My mom doesn't like to go to the mall. My dad got this, right? She's very proud of that. I am too, because he dresses me. But, you know, those things that people would order, you know, the, the conventional roles, we've never really, we've never settled into those. And, and two things. One, I firmly believe that <clears throat> if I wanted, if I didn't want to cook, I can go buy, I can hire a cook, mm -hmm. right? That is not something she should worry about because her strengths for me have always been to hold me up and support me and help me build a larger empire. We can hire a chef. There can be somebody here every day if you wanted to. That's not your worry. Second thing is, and I'm, I don't know how happy I am to say this, but my wife has fired me before ah. for working for a business. And, and a hard conversation to have because as the protector, the husband, that side of me is like, I want to help, help, help. But in her business, I was causing havoc and I was causing havoc in my way because I have my ways of being, as she explained earlier, and to, to, to the point of wanting to do anything, if there's phone calls to be made or sales calls to figure out, we're trying a new platform. I'm the guy that's going to jump in and make the calls and I'll be mildly successful, but the truth of the matter is it's not my gift. Right. And we'll, we'll get money generated. And she set me down, she fired me. And, <laughs> and, and it was, and, and, Ultimately, my, for a second, as a man, my ego was shot. Yeah. But as the CEO she's become, it was the right thing to do in our business. Now, we both own the, the empire together. I don't lose a dollar for not effectively trying to take on these tasks that are just not in my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I mean, 
don't know if I can say this on the podcast and it sound right. I don't, I, I'm not going to say that. Go, go ahead. I don't, like people, I don't like people that much, right? So, see, I, I probably shouldn't it's have said that. So you're not like a people person. Like, yeah, like, I don't want to be on the phone. I, so I, he's I, quiet. He's really more reserved. See, see she said and that. And he's more, <laughs> more quiet. He is. He's naturally more reserved, where I'm naturally more like, hey, hi, yes, let's hug it out. Let's, you know. And so I attract those kind of people, which for him, I'm about the only person he can handle that from, right? Like everybody else is like stranger danger, you know, like <laughs> so close. And so, yeah, it was hard for him to build the same level of rapport. Mm. But, but because I have a brand that thrives based on the experience that people expect to have based on what they feel about me, their expectation is if I'm talking to him, he's going to be just like Patrice. Well, no, we're two different people. Mm. And that, if, if he was just like me, I don't think we would have made it. Because I'd be like, why are you always out here talking and hugging? And, you, know, um, <laughs> you need to pull up a little bit. You're a little too friendly, right? So, um, so that was it. It was more, you know, even in his willingness to take on those roles when I needed them, if I needed them, it wasn't his strong place. It wasn't his comfort zone. It wasn't the best use of his time. So, yeah. Oh, that's good. So she fired you. I believe, <laughs> that's so interesting. I believe that as, um, that as all entrepreneurs, there is a, there is a inner drive that we have. And I think if we were to play connect the dots, connect the dots, we can find it somewhere uh, within the realm of our childhood. But I want to kind of pivot from that idea and ask you, both of you, how has your desire to win in marriage impacted your desire to win in business? Mm. I didn't know he was going to ask that. That's a good question. That's a great question. Uh, how has our, our desire to win in marriage impacted our desire to win in business? And just to frame it a little better, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to drive at what drives you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. So when we got married, one of the things that we've said and have always said no matter what is that there's no plan B for us, right? So there's no, there's, divorce is not an option, plan B is not an option, this is it. And I think we've had the same level of confidence in having, business, in having an empire and building a legacy. I won't say it's attached to the businesses themselves because all of them haven't been successful, right? But the, the, the legacy we want to leave for our daughter and, and for the last name Washington as a whole is one that we're committed to. There's no plan B on that. And that has frameworks of, of wealth establishment and real estate leaving and holdings and things of that nature. But it's not tight. Like I'm in trucking right now and I will give both of you my trucks today if you want them. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but, but for me, that's not failure. It's just, OK, this is not the lane we should be in as a part of our empire legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a plan B option for us to stop doing business and go get these jobs and take people want it's more so that we we aligned ourselves with the desire to win and to not give up on what we set as our plan and, and also not and not to be attached to how it looks and how we get there right because the role we set it sometimes not the role god set for us sure. and, and we know how to how to adjust and maneuver when he sets on and for us my wife has a, a prayer room that is like the holy grail of this house and you better not go in there because there's some magical work that goes in when she comes out of there and tells us what the plan is okay cool 
and it hasn't failed us yet. So my point is just that I think our, our will and desire to be successful separately has, has drawn us together in our marriage to be successful together. Mm. Got it. Hopefully I got my version. That was that good? Yeah, I, I, yeah, that was great. I would say for me, um, my desire to win in my marriage has definitely, well, I would say in my marriage and just in my family as a whole, it, it does dictate opportunities I will take and those I will leave on the table. Mm -hmm. um, because I've been offered things that, you know, I'm in finance, so it's not like it's anything crazy, right? No one's asking me for, for really crazy things, but just anything that is not in alignment or not in integrity, I would never want, you know, my daughter to Google one day or my husband to have to try to defend my honor out there because I've done something just completely, you know, mm -hmm. out of alignment. And so my my desire to win, you know, as a mother and as a wife is everything. Like, you know, my whole mantra is chase purpose, not money. Like, so my intention is to live a very purposeful life that I believe when I'm obedient, the profitability will be there in some form or fashion, but that obedience is first. Um, and I I'm, I'm, think I'm learning too right now, my desire to win in my marriage and how it impacts my business means that we have to recommit to our dates. Mm -hmm. You know, like looking at the calendar and looking at some things that literally for the last few months since I have been on the road quite a bit, I feel like have just, you know, there are those seasons that's back, that, that up and down where we're in and out. And it's like, hey, we, sh we need to go back to clearing the calendar on Friday afternoons and doing, you know, matinees like we, like we were doing before and just keep, you know, keeping that circling back to that, like, wait, it's wonderful that the business is thriving and growing and, you know, all that stuff, but this is first. So let me make those adjustments and let my assistant know, don't just leave that time all open because that one week I had to my commitment is first and foremost to my family. So I need you to get all these volleyball games back on the schedule, <laughs> but that block that date time and, you know, block all the time for the things that I say matter. Like just cause I had to adjust it for a week. That that's not what I want to be my lifestyle. That's right. That's so wow. good. We have one more question before we do our lightning round, we're going to do that. Mm -hmm. But um, when it comes to ministry, I heard you all talking about, you know, prayer and when God says pivot, you, pivot um how do you all view yourselves in the marketplace as um or do you view yourselves in the marketplace as ministers or those who are shining a light in your own um in your specific lane i definitely see my work as ministry i've, I've always seen my business as ministry like, um, been very clear. I used to tell people um, that this is a ministry disguised as a business. Like, I understand <laughs> that I'm supposed to be helping folks heal um, in the area of their personal finances, but the underlying goal for me is to, like, bring people to Jesus. Not in a way that's going to, like, beat them up with a Bible, sure. but in a way where I could plant seeds regularly and have people go, which is what I hear all the time, uh, you know, when I speak, I'm unapologetic about my faith from the stage because I know who got me up off that bathroom floor when we lost everything in the recession, you know. Mm -hmm. So I always say I'm not here to convert people, but I'm also not going to betray the truth of my story. 
to appease you or make you feel good. Like my story is my story, right? So um, what always happens is it's inevitable someone will come up to me and say you know I'm not a believer I don't you know I'm not into all that Christian stuff but I just feel something you know from you I'm like that's cool you just feel something I know what that is (laughs) that's cool and I hope you know my job I feel like is to plant the seeds and use the platform that I was blessed with to plant seeds um and that is what I hope I can do till the day I die is plant seeds. It's not for me to, to, you know, stalk anyone and make sure that it's water um, and sunshine gets to it. But my job is to plant seeds. And I see what I do at redefining wealth as, as that. And so we attract people from every denomination, like everything. I have folks that will listen from, they're not Christians, they're Hindu, they're Buddhist, they're this, they're Muslim, but they reach out and they're like, you know, I've had someone who said, I'm going to start studying the Bible. Wow. I don't say study the Bible, right. but the way that I share the stories that happen in my life, it's enough to make you go, maybe I should. She said Proverbs about 19 times. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's good. And, and for me, I, I look at the aspects of what I do and, and incorporate the elements that have made life successful for me through my faith, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're launching a new production company mm-hmm. and aspects of that, of the television we're going to produce won't be reality based television that we were fighting. That, that's not our conversation. We don't live in that land. We live, we're living in a land where there's impactful content that will change lives. And my daughter can look 10 years from now and see, Oh, my dad and my mom created that. His mm-hmm. production company did this, it did that. And it won't be anything that, that resembles anything out of the, the current nature of things we watch or she gets to watch on television. The second thing is that, you know, we try to start in meetings no matter who's there with prayer, right? Because for me, that's the base. You come off, you come my world. That's what we do, like it or don't like it. Um, and, and so for me, those elements are allowing me to just provide an, an intro to what my faith looks like and how it effectively has changed my life. Um, I'm not in the ministry lane yet, like my wife, with respect to the platform. ministry. Well, then it's ministry. I, th- I think any place you go where, you know, <laughs> cool. where you can allow people to get a sneak peek into, mm-hmm. you know, what your faith really looks like to me is a form of ministry. I don't think you have to be in a pulpit. I don't think you have to have a microphone. I don't think, you know, you need to be a televangelist to have a ministry. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, we're fishers of men. Like you out here getting it however you get it. And if someone doesn't ordinarily open up or close with prayer or go to a production you know type of call where somebody is like hey well maybe we should pray at the end and they're like pray at the end okay right like I think that's a form of ministry because that says to them wow is that something that I should be doing do I need to tap into that relationship and you never know right like how that impacts someone or how it makes them think differently or think twice about how they've been moving throughout life so to me that is ministry yeah Wow. That's good. That's good. Y'all ministering right now in the marketplace. Even now. <laughs> Even now. <laughs> so. um, okay, so we have a few like really short questions for our lightning round. And mm-hmm. so we'll ask each of you to respond. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, first question. In one word, how do you define the word legacy? <laughs> Why am I always first? <laughs> Long-term sustain or oh, one word. One word. <laughs> He's about to give a whole sentence. Sustainability. 
same as it looks when it's good. That is good. Good. We haven't heard that one yet. <laughs> Y'all listening to the podcast, Patrice is thinking. She got the thinking space. Face on. I like it when you think. It's not lightning. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, I'm trying to answer a word with the word, right? You say right, right. legacy, and I'm like, legacy. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It is what it is. It is, what it is. <laughs> Long term. Long term. Okay. Okay. Like so, um, dinner <laughs> on the beach or breakfast in bed? Dinner on the beach. Dinner on the beach. Oh. Okay. Date night. Thrill seekers or chill mode? Chill mode. Chill mode. <laughs> chill mode. Sounds like some hardworking people. <laughs> okay. So, answer this question about your spouse. Okay. So, Gerald, would you say that Patrice is early bird brilliant or a last minute genius? A last minute genius. Okay. <laughs> I need y'all to see her face. That's <laughs> I'm gonna have to make that the meme for this podcast episode. What? There's the thumbnail. <laughs> the we thumbnail found the right thumbnail. Here. It's the thumbnail. So Patrice. <laughs> see, I'm not, I'm not looking at her. That's not even accurate. <laughs> it's how he sees it. It's how he sees it. This is a subjective <laughs> question. <laughs> This is a subject. <laughs> Wait, y'all, he's taking the whole camera. <laughs> this is a subjective question. Okay. Wow. Come on, give me mine. Oh, well, let's go. <laughs> it's the same question. How would you see Gerald? Early bird brilliant? You won't even let him answer the question. I mean, ask the question. Last minute genius. Okay. <laughs> with that being said, thank you all for playing with us today. Another question I can give. No. <laughs> That was the last one. That's the last one. <laughs> what else to say? Both of those are beautiful. Yes. <laughs> and they both have their place. No, no, there's nothing wrong with my answer. I, I, I know she wants to be an early morning genius, but I, I think my wife kills it. So, 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 oh, if, if it's at the last minute. She's not early morning. Oh, I thought, okay. So no, no, no. I, I said, I said early bird brilliant. So is she somebody who likes oh. to plan in advance? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said brilliant. Early I thought you said early morning genius. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm okay. sorry. That's what I thought you said. Stand corrected. So did you change your, <laughs> did you change your answer? Change my answer. She does plan way ahead of time. That's Absolutely. why I was like. Okay. I thought you said early morning. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I'm sorry. No, no, no. no, 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 no. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, we got that all cleared up. Because we don't want to be ending this podcast episode and y'all are like, okay, what happened? Ooh, that would actually that would actually make sense. That would make sense because people in people in finance definitely are very thoughtful, planned out people, generally speaking. And those who are very good at negotiating generally are last minute genius, like on the fly. <laughs> Yes. And they both have their place. <laughs> no, I, and we go together well. But it was not morning. <laughs> so in other words, if you all went on vacation, if Gerald planned it, you would do nothing. And Patrice, if you planned well, yeah. it, you all would do everything. Zip lining and the well, whole so, so if you Now, when it comes wow. to the finances, if we planned the cost and the locations and how much you're going to spend, she got it. When we get there... I got us taken care of. We went. <laughs> I'm like, chill mode. I'm like, we, not, we didn't come to just sit down. He's like, 
bike riding and golfing, <laughs> watching, and, and I'd be like, oh, Jesus, I just can't. Oof, okay. <laughs> so that he's, he's much better. But that goes back to those roles, honestly. He's much better at planning things that he's interested in. <laughs> Got it. If you're interested in it, you're it's going to be phenomenal. But if he has no interest, I better just plan. And <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, that excellent. makes sense. Well, I'm glad we ended this on an upbeat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> they got some talking to do. If this was a great <laughs> time, it would go like this. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, on that note, guys. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. Well, thank, thank you, you guys so much. so much. Can you please tell everybody how they can stay connected with you or find you? Sure. You can find me, all things Patrice Washington, at patricewashington.com. And I play a lot on Instagram. That's my favorite social media. Uh, Seek Wisdom PCW. My website is geraldwashington.com, and my Instagram is empirebuildergw. Got it. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you guys again so much. We uh, are so honored and blessed to have connected with you. We plan other future opportunities to continue to do the same. Indeed. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much. So the big question is this. How do married entrepreneurs like us who have decades of business building experience, how do we break through common communication, productivity, and profitability barriers all while living powerfully in sync? That's the big question, and this podcast is the answer. You see, even if just one of you is called to entrepreneurship, the family is called to entrepreneurship. No, the goal is not the almighty dollar. We're aiming for the almighty impact. What's up? This is O.L. and Sway Buckley. Welcome to the Married Pernod Life Podcast. Marriage Marketplace Ministry. Let's go.